0: I wanna be on the frequency of heaven. I wanna be. Hello and welcome to the Frequency frequency of Heaven podcast. I hope that you are doing well. Hope you're having an awesome day. And uh, I'm actually sitting in my Ford Explorer looking over the park uh, at the back of Stony Point Christian Church property here. And uh, I've actually been down there a couple times. Gauge and I went down there and hit some balls. Um, oh wow, that was that was a while ago. I, right after we moved here, I think that was before Christmas. We were hitting some balls out at the ball field. And I've heard stories of the Fourth of July gatherings and other things you've done out there. And so it's a beautiful day. It's Monday. It's uh, working up towards sixty degrees. And um, and I, I'm so glad to be with you today. And um, I've been thinking about. This this idea, this kind of came up in my sermon. I wasn't planning on this little rabbit trail yesterday of Jeremiah 17. It's a passage that I love, and I, I reference it quite a bit. It wasn't in my notes. It just kind of popped into the sermon there, and it seemed to fit. And I want to go back to that. I want to go down that rabbit trail a little bit more. And this is a passage of Scripture that, you know, when when you see this, you get a hold of this. I really, really believe it has the power to break anxiety fear and um you know the devil wants to try to convince you just like goliath uh that he's big he's bad there's no way you can win and uh and even if you do kind of win he's gonna maim you for life and wound you but you know david said you bring your javelin bring your spear bring whatever weapons you want goliath i'm coming at you with the name of the lord of the god of israel and, uh, you know, he brought his slingshot. He didn't put Saul's armor on. He just went right up against uh, the the biggest, baddest guy in the Philistine army. And, and the young shepherd boy won the battle. And uh, because, you know, he had a confidence. This this passage here in Je- Jeremiah 17 talks about confidence. He had something in him that I think a lot of us, we look at that, maybe we're envious. Maybe we're like, well, how do, how do I have that kind of faith? I want to show you this passage I referenced yesterday a little more in context. I just, I didn't even flip to it. I just quoted a little bit of it. Let me read to you the part I quoted yesterday. Uh, but it, this is Jeremiah 17, 8. But I'm, after I read this, I want to go back and start at verse 5. This is the part I mentioned in my sermon. The The man who trusts in the Lord will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green, and it has no worries in a year of drought. And never fails to bear fruit While if you were a tree uh, You were dependent on The water and the sun and the nutrients And in a season of drought I mean Israel uh, the, Throughout scripture there was some historically Bad droughts where everything Died you remember there was a drought and a famine That's why Naomi Went to Moab and that's where she found Ruth and Ruth would come back to her There were there was famines in Elijah's Day there was a famine he prophesied The famine and the, uh, the rage even had to bring him some food you know so this land that we're talking about here in israel they knew what a what a famine and a drought was and that's a that's a scary time to be a tree right well if you're planted by a stream especially a stream of god that's always got water in it and your root system it can go under that ground and tap into that stream it doesn't matter What's going on around you? Your tree, they, it will always have green leaves and bear fruit. And it's a picture because, you know, Jesus picks up on this, right, in John 15 when he said, abide in the vine. You know, Jesus says he is the vine, we're the branch, and he wants us to bear it says there in, in John 15, verse 4, he wants us to bear fruit. And it goes down and it says later in the passage, it brings God glory that we bear much fruit. This verse, this passage is so powerful because it's talking about if you have the right connection, you're untouchable. I want you to get a hold of this because I I feel like uh, maybe preachers, maybe teachers... uh. Have falsely communicated, you know, the devil's gonna beat you up, you're gonna limp through this life, you're gonna have a hard time, but just hold on, just hold on, heaven, <laughs> heaven is coming. Boy, that's not that's not biblical. You know, it says in 2 Corinthians 2:14 uh, that in Christ we have victory. We always, if we're following Christ, we have victory and triumphal procession for those who are following Christ. Jesus was never, for a minute, not victorious. Even when he was hanging on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. You know, several years ago, I was praying, and I kept seeing the Miami Dolphin football symbol. I'm not a Dolphins fan. I was like, Lord, what are you what are you talking to me about? And I even went into school to teach drivers ed one day up at Center Point Urbana High School in uh, in uh, Iowa, just north of Cedar Rapids there. And this kid had a huge Miami Dolphin sticker in the back of his truck window in that parking lot. It's like over and over. Pray. I pray. I just kept seeing the Miami Dolphin symbol. I'm like Lord, and finally, I heard the Holy Spirit whisper something to me undefeated season like what and I began to look and and some of you know your football history but there's only one team that's ever had a full NFL season where they didn't lose a single game and that was the Miami Dolphins and since that day the Lord had begun to talk to me about Caleb would you like to have an undefeated season of your life would you like to be like the tree that has its roots that go down under the ground and connect to the stream where you don't lose In Christ, I I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God is for me, who can be against me? And what weapon could be brought? Because he will break and destroy the weapons brought against me. No weapon forged against me will prosper, it says in Isaiah 54. So I begin to think about this theme. But how how do we get there? How do we, as God's people become like a tree whose roots go under that ground get into that stream and, and we have we're not defeated our marriage may have ups and downs but we're not defeated we may have troubles but God comes and he heals our heart and we come out the other side better you know remember when the Jewish boys came out of Nebuchadnezzar's furnace they didn't even smell like smoke <laughs> I love that. That's supernatural protection. Jesus was in that fire with them. Nebuchadnezzar looked down. He only put three men in the fire, but there were four men visible. And they didn't even smell like smoke when they came out. Undefeated season for those boys. Why? Because God, they had a connection and obedience to God. Now, here's the cool thing about Jeremiah 17. If you go back and read leading up to verse 8, you start to see something here. Let's read verse 5. Because there's a rebuke that that Jeremiah is giving to godless people in the land before he starts talking about the tree planted by the stream. He says this: "This is what the Lord says: Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who's who depends on the flesh, on his own power for his strength. Do you you know anybody? It just seems like they're cursed." Nothing seems to work. Things, are, they're, they're defeated, they're down. They're, the joy is not uh, sustainable for them. It's just like, it, just, it seems like they're under a curse. Well, here it says, if you're trusting in man, that could happen. If you are trusting in your own flesh for strength, that could happen. But here's the real kicker. Especially for those whose hearts turn away from the Lord. Verse 5. This is the very opposite of the tree planted by the stream whose roots go to that stream and bear the, the tree that bears green leaves in every season. Here, here's the contrast. The person whose heart turns away from God doesn't trust in him. There's a million things that you can trust in to get you through your day. There's a million uh, philosophies, ideologies, books, gurus, <laughs> all kinds of concepts. Do you trust in the Lord? Because if you do, there's something beautiful here. But if you don't, it's it, there's going to be like a curse operating in your life, it says. He will be like a man, like a bush in the wasteland. He will not see prosperity when it comes. It, it, wouldn't that be horrible? You, you've worked and thought and wanted things your whole life. And, oh, well, if this door would open or if this would work out or this relationship. But if you have given up on God and turned your heart away from him, the open door came. You just didn't see it. Oh my goodness it's, it's one thing to never get an opportunity. It's another thing to get multiple opportunities but you didn't you didn't see it and you didn't walk through that door but those who turn their heart away from the Lord, that's the curse they live with. He will dwell in parched dry places of desert in a salt land where where no one lives. Well, gosh, okay, there's what we don't want. (laughs) That's the life we don't want. So then we jump into the passage I just barely referenced in my sermon yesterday. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. There's that David confidence. How do you walk up to a giant who's twice your size, who's a grown man full of battle armor, and he's got a history of killing people in battle and you're just a shepherd boy i mean you've taken out a lion and you've taken out a bear but you got a slingshot and you're going up against this guy where would your confidence come from it comes from your connection to god your trust in him oh there's see verse 5 says cursed is the one verse 7 says blessed is the one you know what you might be listening to this and you're not even a believer in jesus yet or you may be sharing with this with someone who's not in Christ yet. And your life at times has felt like a curse. And you know there was doors that opened for you, but you didn't see them at the time. You didn't walk through them. It's was like, ah! Were you trusting in yourself? Were you trusting in your own strength? Was your heart turned away from the Lord? Well, that is the reality of what happens. But you can, right now, today... This is the day for salvation. How blessed that on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. Verse seven says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. If you don't trust in Jesus for your salvation, you don't trust in Jesus to get, your, get you through the day, you can change that today, today. And look, there's confidence, it says in verse seven. Watch verse eight. This is one I said yesterday. But he will be like a tree planted by the water who sends out its roots by the stream it does not fear when the heat comes you can see uh, i don't know about this this leader of of the ukraine you know i mean is he all talk but he seems to be fearless But you can see in people who are surrounded by a massive army. You can see it in people who they're down by 20 points at halftime. But there's a confidence in them that's otherworldly. Like, how are they still smiling? Because their roots are not in this world. Their roots are in a stream called the Holy Spirit, that living water. And they're fearless. Even when the heat comes. It's leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit when we were, you know, I'm I'm as guilty as the next guy of worrying and being fearful and not having my roots planted by the stream at times like I should. I I repent and come back and God forgives me and we we keep trying to work for this undefeated season and and believe in God when we are going to sell our house and, um, Melanie was just such a rock and I we bought a house so we owned two houses for a while and we knew we could do that for so long but we prayed and we sought the Lord we felt like we we're supposed to move forward God opened a door to get this house on Ann Avenue and we love it but you know the thing was that house didn't sell that house didn't sell down in or up in Iowa and Melanie just day after day she looked at me and she says don't worry it's going to happen. She, with that particular topic, had her root system in the stream. You know, she just wasn't worried. She kept remembering, and she said, you know, I have a journal here, and I've gone back, and I've written down all the times of breakthrough, and I'm just not going to doubt, and I'm not going to fear. I think, really, when you think about trees and root systems, Uh, A tree doesn't just have one root, it has many roots. We need each other for this passage, you know, because there's times where Melanie might become fearful or discouraged and things. And I may have confidence and faith in God, and we bolster up one another, just like two different trees interlock their roots, and then they go toward the stream. But we need each other. We need to encourage one another. Because all of us, when we see the heat coming, when we see the drought coming, it's easy, like Peter, walking on that water to look at the waves instead of looking at Jesus. So we have to encourage one another. And I hope this passage encourages you that you have can have a connection with the Heavenly Father. Now, mentioning the Heavenly Father, as I was preparing this over and over and over, I just I kept seeing Jeremiah 17, 6 and John 17, 6. And I was, I was praying, I was like, Lord, you know, give me something practical. You know, how can I be a Christian today? I can get on your frequency. I can hear what you're saying. I can repel the, the evil things of this world. I can have a root system that's in this stream. I can be like the 72 Dolphins where I, I have an undefeated season, win the Super Bowl and never lost a single game. It's never, ever been done since then. The Patriots almost did it, but then they lost. I think that's when they lost to Eli Manning one of those times in the Super Bowl. They almost did it, but only the Dolphins have had an undefeated season. But you and I in Christ can have an undefeated season. We need to believe that. And not this, not this mentality that, well, I'm just going to limp into heaven and then things will be okay. No, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so it says here in John 17, 6, remember, This is the high priestly prayer of Jesus Christ. This is probably right at the Last Supper, or maybe they've started to leave the Last Supper. He's going to be arrested a few hours later. He's going to be crucified the next day. This is his kind of last will and testament. This is his last prayer that we really see big, big prayer over his disciples. Okay. And uh, like I said, they might even still be in the upper room here, but he is praying Jesus Christ is praying right before he's going to be arrested and die on a cross to save us from our sins. So verse six is so incredible. He's praying to the Father. He's already said in verse one, Father, the time has come. So we he he Jesus is praying to his heavenly father, showing us how to pray. But look at verse six. He's praying for his disciples. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. I want you to focus on that for a minute. What made these disciples... Now, these disciples are going to crumble. They're going to fall. They're they're not going to really look like a tree planted by streams of living. water. And they're going to deny Christ. They're going to flee in the garden. Peter is going to deny even ever knowing Jesus and being a disciple. But they come back. And all of them except Judas... Uh, go and and preach and teach and do incredible things. And all of them except John become a martyr. And we don't know exactly how John's life ended, but uh, almost all the disciples are going to come back. They're going to get back their confidence and they're going to live and do awesome things for God like a tree planted by water. But what did Jesus do for them in those three years that he lived with them? Well, he revealed the heavenly father to them. To those that you gave me, out of the world. Now, this is the this is the problem. The curse that it was talking about in Jeremiah seventeen five was because people were relying on man's systems. They turned their heart away from God. They were living according to their flesh and their own strength. They were worldly. What what makes these disciples? Able to bounce back after watching Jesus arrested, falsely accused, crucified. What causes them to bounce back? Well, their root system was into a good stream. And what allowed them to bounce back was they were taken out of the world. They had a revelation, it says here, they had a revelation of the Father. That the Father is their source of strength the father is their source for provision the father is their source for protection think about peter james and john out preaching and they're going to be persecuted and church history tells us that peter was probably crucified upside down there's a church tradition that says thomas or one of i can't remember it's thomas or levi was skinned alive for preaching the gospel and i mean these horrible things happened to some of these disciples that that later on historians would record you know uh, i read once that john the apostle they tried to boil him alive in a big pot and it wouldn't kill him. <laughs> the angels protected him, just like we read about in Acts 16 a few weeks ago when the angels broke him out of jail, Paul and Silas worshiping God. But these guys suffered. These guys went through all kinds of things, but they, they had a revelation, like David going up to that Goliath. They had a revelation and a connection. There is a Father. He loves me. My life is not even that important to me. What is important is the connection I have to the Father. I'm not going to abandon that. I'm not going to quit trusting even if I die in this moment because surviving in in this world is not the most important thing. It's being faithful. Now, let's read the rest of this here. It says, as it gets down here, they were yours, Jesus says. These disciples, they were yours. And Jesus says, Father, you gave these 12 guys to me and these these disciples 11 of them <laughs> obeyed your word now they know that everything you have given me it comes from you the father is the source for i gave them the words you gave me i gave them to them they knew with certainty that i came from you and they believed that you sent me i i just i just want to encourage you to think about an undefeated season you know having an undefeated season in your life where i don't have to you know james says don't be one who doubts and you're kind of like the wave on the sea you're up and you're down and you're up and you're down we have little bits of that because life gets in the way but the Lord wants to bring a steadiness. He wants to bring a confidence that when a Goliath comes, when frustrations come, that you may have to interlock your root system with another Christian who's strong. And maybe some of you, um, you read that John 17, 6, and it says you, the Father has been revealed to these guys and they're they've come out of the world. Are there any worldly ways any worldly habits, any, come Holy Spirit right now and reveal, show to us as as I'm preaching this word, show to us any and every way there's worldliness that's keeping our root system from that stream. That we kind of had some of our roots in the stream of God and some of our roots are going over here in materialism and wealth and, and looking successful according to the ways of the world, whatever it is. But our root system isn't fully in God. You know we're kind of playing both sides, but we need to have a root system that's fully trusting in God, and living that blessed life where we can bear fruit in every good season. I I've mentioned Ruth and Naomi some lately, and there's just just um an interesting story in the Old Testament. I am sure you should go read about Ruth, it's a love story. Maybe I've been thinking about it because, um, you know, we're not that far from Valentine's. It's still technically February, last day of February today. But there's a love story. There's a connection, and there's a resilience in young Ruth, and she just leaves everything. And and there's a Christ-like figure named Boaz comes into her life and rescues her. But she had to take those steps. She had to leave Where she was She had to leave her homeland Like Abraham Like so many She had to leave What was comfortable She had to leave What was familiar And go back And when she went To God's land Jerusalem area When she went to Judea In God's land Oh Blessing after blessing Not just for her But for her whole family She had to leave Where she was And go to a new place Heavenly Father I just pray for everyone Listening right now they think we have hope that they could live in a season. They could have a season of life. That's, they're undefeated. No matter what happens, we don't quit trusting and we don't lose our confidence. And we're undefeated because my God is bigger. He's my father. He protects me. He provides for me. Jesus came to reveal him as father. And there's revelation that'll break every chain. And God, I pray for everyone listening right now, You'd encourage them and instill them. They would that their tree lead, that their leaves would be green in every season, and they would be smiling in storms, and that people could see them and say, "Wow, the, the, there's a famine going on right now, but they have love in their hearts still. They have kindness in them. What are they plugged into? I want to get plugged into that. <laughs> I pray that every one of these listening right now, God, would you touch their mind and their heart with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to Ephesians 3 to know how high and wide and long and deep is the love of God, that they might be filled up to all the goodness and the fullness of God. Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or think, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations forever and ever amen god bless you have an awesome week beloved i want to be on the frequency of christ